White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Eknerwall23 is the way you can do that. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and we, as a show, are at Locked On Sox. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave us a voice message, or LockedOnSox at gmail.com for emails. It's a tough one tonight. It's going to happen time to time. But here is Chris Tannehill. Yeah, they will. And, you know, a pretty insignificant loss in the big picture grand scheme of things as Cleveland also loses last night to Oakland. So the Sox remain ten and a half games up. And uh, you would like to have this one because separation is always good, especially in these days and times. Uh, But it's not the case last night. We are brought to you today by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. So the White Sox fall in Minnesota last night by a score of four to three. And uh, I don't Did you get any uh, power outages last night by you? Because we got dinged a couple times here and uh, it was I lost the feet of the game a couple times, but I didn't miss much. But uh, how was uh, how was it down by you guys? The lights flickered real quickly. And then my YouTube TV like was uh, buffering for a couple times. So we had to get out of that and then restart it. So, yeah, yeah, so I would uh, assume that our Internet went out or something like that had uh, went out because of those thunderstorms. Woo, friends. Yeah, um, this, uh, I, we just narrowly avoided them. I know it started to, to pour as I got home, and we leave work at the same time, so I'm sure you avoided them as well. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And uh, uh, the, it wasn't uh, – uh, the Twins didn't have any lack of power there at the end of that one. <laughs> we begin where we always begin. <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? Weaving it I all did. together. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Dallas Keuchel uh, on the mound last night, and – he goes six innings, four hits, four runs. They were all earned, four walks, one strikeout. You can't even pick a favorite. And he gave up, of course, the one home run to Williams Aslio uh, late in the uh, the sixth inning there. So I, I ask you this. you know, Again, this is not uh, a game. I'm, I'm not going to get up in arms about this one. You'd rather win it than lose it. So we're going to talk mm-hmm. about how this game was lost. Were you surprised, even with – Dallas Keuchel skating out of the, some early trouble earlier on in the ball game in that first inning, uh, where he issued was it uh, three walks in that first inning? There, um, were you surprised? Yeah. yeah, were you surprised that he was left in that game as long as he was? Because you look at that sixth inning there, he was already approaching 100 pitches, and we know uh, from seeing Dallas Keuchel over the past two seasons what he looks like the third time through the order. Um, you know, he, he wasn't. He wasn't fooling many guys tonight. He he did recover nicely after that first, but were you surprised that uh, Coach Tony left him in there uh, so long? They didn't have someone else there, uh, at least warming. No one was warming up there when when that bomb was uh, given up there. Were you surprised by that? Very much so because of earlier in the year, 
where it looked like Dallas was cruising and he goes out with 85 pitches. And I was like, okay, maybe that's an understanding that they have that the third time through the lineup or whatever, Dallas will get rocked. So let's take him out before that happens. And today you could tell he didn't have anything in that first inning. He couldn't find the release point on any of his pitches, walking the yard. That's not him. You know something's off if he's doing that. So I was like, if he can get the five innings with this uh, on his resume, this the two runs that he given up, fine. And he when he got done with the fifth inning, I was like, all right, that's a good, not great representation of what we need to do as a starting pitcher, especially a back end of the rotation starting pitcher. Fine with it. And so when he came out for the six, I was like, this is tough. It's really tough. And then when he walked Miguel Sano, pretty much on four straight pitches, I think he got one strike on that one. And I was like, all right, here we go. They're going to take him out. But they just sent out, I think, uh, Seve and 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 Katz went out there to give him some scouting report on Willis Astadio, who's out for looking for blood. He's out there trying to hit a home run. So I was thinking there's got to be somebody warming up. Seeing how he pitched early in the year or early in the game, seeing how he was almost at the 100 pitch limit, there had to be somebody just in case he would mess up there. Very much uh, shocked that no one was even warming up at that time or getting up after the Willens Asadio home run. So I don't know. Maybe it was just a thing where they thought they had to preserve their bullpen for some reason. Yeah. It's been a great time to have to pair in there in the sixth inning. Right, and he ended up pitching anyway, and you end up, you know, not. I don't want to say you wasted Aaron Bummer. We're going to get to him in a second, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of odd. I, I don't know who you throw there. You know, Ruiz did not pitch last night, uh, two nights ago, so you could have put him out there. You know, Raylo. Uh, yeah, Raylo too. You know, who's Think been about who's Jesus. actually turned himself into a high leverage guy in terms of just his performance. He's a guy that I think you can trust, and maybe you take up his his trust. Uh, expectations to the next level. You put him out there in a position like that where you're tied. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, it's a good call by you, uh, but it is what it is. I don't know what. I I don't know if Tony is just trying to let uh, Keiko figure it out. Like he's very much trying to figure things out right now, and and that's fine. We've got some time to to do that here. You know, I don't know if I trust him in a postseason series. Now we talked about it on yesterday's show how this is going to be a good outing to gauge and how ready he is here. And, and I'm not saying that he because he sucked on uh, August 10th, and he didn't really suck. You know, just get, you know, he was left in a little too long and uh, gave up a home run in the worst possible spot after a walking hitter who he may have walked by design. That's the one guy in the lineup that can beat you is Sano. Yep. But just because he sucked you know, last night or didn't suck, whatever we're going to call it, it doesn't mean he's going to not be good come October. So we still have some time here for him to figure things out. And you have the luxury of this 10 and a half game lead to figure things out but I will say though when you cannot blow it by hitters and your slider was decent uh the cut fastball which if, you, if you're not going to throw the the you know the the hard stuff by someone that cutter's got to be moving it's got to be darting in and out and that one to uh, Astadio certainly did not do that it got all of the plate mm-hmm. and uh, those things go pretty far so you know the, the cutter I, I would think they would get back in the lab and try to reshape that thing and figure out what's going on there because if, if he doesn't have that pitch going for him it's going to be a problem uh, for Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox but coming in after Keuchel Herb um, and not, not directly after to Para pitch another nice outing. This is one of those things where you, normally you're not going to mention him in a loss, 
but he comes on and strikes out two in his one inning of work, and and he's starting to stabilize a little bit. I think that's going to be a really good pickup, and that this would have been a nice night to use him uh, in the sixth. <laughs> you know, it would have been perfect because uh, he's not necessarily your a quote unquote high leverage guy. Like he's not going to be. Uh, your your Kopak or your Hendricks or Kimbrel or even Bummer, but you end up using those guys anyway. Uh, Bummer that is in the next inning, but Tapera with a nice solid outing there, and I think we can be you know continue to not freak out about Ryan Tapera, aka Tempura. Uh, but Aaron Bummer comes in uh, in, in the uh, eighth inning there, and oh boy, folks. Put your kids to bed, okay? Because mm. there was some pure triple uh, X filth on display there from Aaron Bummer. One of my favorite aesthetic things about the White Sox over the past couple years is Aaron Bummer when he's going right. He looked uh, pretty damn good there, and this is a big, big revelation over the past couple weeks or so uh, that Aaron Bummer seems to be the Aaron Bummer of old, and this is by far one of your greatest weapons and we're going to look at everything in a postseason lens now this is by far one of your greatest weapons that you have uh, because you know you you may need a guy to get you to Hendricks and Kimbrell you know other than Kopech you'll need a guy from the left side on occasion so this is a great revelation for the White Sox if he's going to go back to being Aaron Bummer and he just looked awesome last night yeah it was good to see too he looked like the guy that showed up in 2019 just filthy just nasty He's a guy that, when right, is one of the best relievers in the game. Not just in the White Sox, in the game. You saw the filth he was throwing out there. A couple of those I thought were questionable strikes, but the ump was in the groove. He's like, hey, I don't care what you're doing out there. Uh, was it a rise? It was kind oh. of ducking a slider oh, right there. He made, he made sweet, tender love to Luis Arise last night. He had him fooled on that <laughs> slider so bad that he spun around and then got him to chase that one on the outside edge. That was just that was pure comedy from a guy who's a really damn good hitter and a guy mm-hmm. that gives the White Sox a lot of fits. And you take a professional hitter like that and make him look silly. I know he wound up on Pitching Ninja, uh, did Aaron Bummer. But, yeah, that was good stuff right there. Yeah, I just don't. I I'm very happy that he is to this level again. Maybe he can harness it and keep it right here until October as we don't really have another lefty in the bullpen that you can count on every time because crochet has been shaky. I mean, if we put Dallas Keuchel there, I don't know what we're going to get. And then of course we haven't had a premium Jace Fry or the guy that might've been uh, coming up and doing some damage. But yeah, if we get this guy right at a hundred percent, of what he was tonight, even though he walked the what two guys in that uh, ninth inning, eighth inning, I would still take what the filth he had out there. Yeah, because even the ball that that was hit against him was was very softly hit, and and Tim, I didn't see many angles on that whether or not. Uh, Polanco would have beaten it out regardless. They did rule it a hit. A Tim probably would tell you that he should have had that one, but I don't know how close it would have been, so I really don't know uh, what to call it on that one. But it was soft contact regardless there. Uh, would premium fry be fry with truffle oil on it? Um, anyway, in any <laughs> event. But, yeah, they, they could use Pickle another. Pie. Yeah, uh, but that's why I don't mind them even using Bummer if, when you're behind because if he's going well, you want to keep throwing him out there because, as Stoney always says, they will uh, rust away before they wear away. And if a guy's feeling it and he's in the groove, you want to keep him there. And uh, I'm down with him getting as much work as possible, regardless of the situation, just so we can get that positive momentum going into October here. So, you know, overall, uh, you know, uh, a decent outing by the bullpen uh, coming in and backing up Keichel, who was uh, – uh, you know, below uh, standard once again. Uh, but he didn't get much run support. 
Um, <laughs> real quick, quick note about the pitching staff. So Codify had an interesting stat, and they they had the uh, heads up uh, to the at Sockside boys on Twitter. So I don't know if they had this stat first or they were had a conversation going before that. But I will, I will note that at Sockside boys was mentioned. They follow us, I believe. Uh, so most ninety five plus mile per hour pitches twenty twenty one. To date, do you have any idea, Herb, who is number one on that list of most 95-plus mile-per-hour pitches in 2021? Let me go with Carlos Rodon. No, no. Uh, what team? Sorry. That's bad. Oh, bad sorry. Job the, by White, me. the White Sox. Absolutely. They are number yeah. one by far. 4,726 pitches above 95. And the Red what? Sox. What? You say 4,000? Yes. Four thousand, Jesus, and it's got to be the difference here. And their their closest uh, competitor here, number two, the Red Sox, three thousand four hundred and ninety eight. So a, a considerable uh, mm-hmm. difference here, and, and a lot of that velocity coming out of that bullpen. I think that's where you make up the difference. So which is why it's even more baffling that there's not more guys you can throw out there in a spot like that. Um, you know, to to help Keuchel out a bit after he's been seen, uh, so to speak, uh, you know, by the Minnesota Twins there. But yeah, I would like to see Crochet. You mentioned him. You know, he's kind of been used in odd situations, mop up stuff, extra inning roles. Like I would like to see him thrown out there in a high leverage just to see if he can get some mojo going there. I would like to see that maybe uh, tomorrow. Bummer doesn't need to be thrown out there on back-to-back days, I don't think, despite what I just said. You know, you you, you don't want to, you know, overtax him by throwing him every day. But, yeah, I would like to see Crochet get in on the mix because I want to know what you have there going into the postseason. So I, I think that's one of the things that still you would put in the unknown category for the 2021 White Sox going forward here. Um, I've got a listener question about Jose Abreu I'll get to on the other side, and we'll talk about the lackluster offensive output from last night's loss to the Twins next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Locked on White Sox room soon. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports i can't wait to join you guys on the app i'll be sure to let you know once the lockdown white Sox squad is ready download the green room app today green room changing the way we talk sports let's get to the offense last night not great considering how they had been faring recently uh, it is their 11th straight game with a home run and typically as we say as Dan Bernstein says as now everyone is 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 continuing to echo ball go far team go far and you thought this was going to be the case last night for the Sox Adam Engel with the bomb to tie it there and then you should not this is just a and I'm no manager here even I'm not wearing baseball pants I'm not wearing any pants at all right now but you should not hang a 92 mile per hour slider to the reigning American League MVP Jose Abreu especially now that was bad strategy right there but I will say though before we get to some of the instances here where the game was lost from the offensive side Griffin Jacks pretty damn good yeah. last night for the Twins he uh, ends up striking out 10 
uh, and going uh, six innings, five hits, just the three runs. But I thought he was pretty good in all fairness. Yeah, and last week we were talking about, I think, Kansas City, how some of those pitchers, they have good stuff, but I didn't see why they were dominating White Sox hitters. I saw it all tonight. Griffin Jacks was awesome. I don't know what he's been doing other than this with the five-plus ERA he came into the game with, but that guy looks filthy. I I am not looking forward to facing him again. So that's why I'm not really down on this loss. And All right, you know, we have a pitcher out there doing that, striking out 10 with some awesome stuff. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap and take your loss. So a couple moments here in this ball game where it was lost on the offensive end, at least at least in my eyes, um, not championship baseball here played. You know, there was a couple instances that that really uh, caught my eye here, as I'm sure it did uh, to yourself. But that's after Abreu leads off with a double. I believe when is in the sixth inning, they could not get the runner over with nobody mm. out, and they could not get him in. Now, granted, this is with your big boppers coming up. Eloy was up. And then Vaughn, I believe, but they 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 couldn't get that run in, and and that was huge right there. And that's 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 got to improve, and it's hard to to beat up on those guys considering how hot each of those guys have been. But that's a, a situation right there where in a more meaningful game, I, I think you would really uh, regret not getting that run over uh, and in. So that that's something to be on the lookout for, and something here to to unpack a little bit here. The eighth inning, uh, again, when Tim Anderson uh, leads off. Uh, with mm-hmm. the uh, double, right? It was a double or single? Let me go back and check. He, the single. The single, yeah. So, And then Jose Abreu comes up once again, and he's been hitting the ball hard a lot mm-hmm. lately. And I will uh, reference a stat point here from our guy, Sean Anderson, uh, who uh, I'm going to let you guys listen to this stat here in a second. But before uh, I'm going to do that, I'm going to open up the mailbag here. And that's right. I'm not even going to ask you permission to open up the mailbag because we got one that came in right after this play happened. Jose Abreu hits into the double play. Uh, this ball w- was was lined sharply to Astudio, and they're, they double off TA. But that particular out, the line out had an expected batting average of 600. Okay, mm. and it was hit well over ninety miles an hour. So it's just one of those things, one of those uh, plays that don't go your way in a ball game that uh, determines winner and loser on a night like tonight or last night. Excuse me. But this email comes in from Joe from Dallas, aka Shock and Haw, H A W Shock and Haw on Twitter. Hey guys, mm. I'm a Southsider, born and raised, that moved to Dallas twenty five years ago. I've been listening to your podcast on the way to work and have grown to love it. Uh, thank you very much. My question is. It seems that every night Jose is hitting into a double play. Does he actually hit into more double plays than most in baseball, or am I being just an overly critical fan? And I've got a couple data points here, Herb, if, if you'll bear with me here. I'll get to Sean yep. Anderson's stat cast numbers here that he that he crunched. Uh, look look out, uh, our official numbers person of Locked On Sox, Jay. Where, you know, what's You're going? out, Jay Crowley. <laughs> Man, what a, what a business this is. This is the business of baseball here, Jay. You're out, Sean Anderson. He's in, at least for today. But I, I did go up and look and to see, anecdotally, uh, you know, I want to have some some data here to back it up and the yearly leaders in grounding into double plays. Now there's a lot of common things here on this list and, and and you can tell me what those are. So let's go back to as far back as 2017. Uh, Jose Abreu was tied for seventh in baseball for grounding into double plays most frequently. Number one on that list, Albert Pujols, 
followed by Matt Kemp, DJ LeMayhew, J.D. Martinez, Salvi Perez, uh, Kendrys Morales, Anthony Rizzo, Michael Franco, and Nolan Arenado, all the guys above Jose Abreu in 2017. Okay, so put that away. So yep. 2018, number one, Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jose Abreu does not appear in the top 10, so a pretty uh, an outlier year, you could say, for grounding in a double plays. 2019, tied for 24 double plays, grounded into Manny Machado, who you may have heard of, and Jose Abreu. They're tied, number one, most in all of baseball with 24 double plays. 2020 in the shortened season, a few guys here with 10. Anthony Rendon, Orlando Arcia, Evan Longoria and Jose Abreu, <laughs> number one again. So he's going back to back 19 and 20. And now you go to 2021 and check out these players here on this list. Let's start with uh, guys that are tied for number eight. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, J.D. Martinez, Kyle Farmer, Trey Turner. And then you jump up to the five spot. Arenado, Trey Mancini, Jesse Winker. Number four with 15 Double plays this year, Giancarlo Stanton. Number three with 17 double plays, Josh Donaldson. And number one, two guys in a tie, Juan Soto and Jose Abreu. 19 double plays grounded into in 2021. So Jose Abreu is looking to go back to back to back uh, GIDP leaders of baseball. So to answer your question there. Let's go. That's a, that's what is that, Fred McGriff? Yeah, yeah, Tommy Mansky video, yeah. So to answer your question there, shock and awe, yes, he does ground into a lot of double plays. But here's another number you can fold into that. It's not always a bad thing in my mind uh, that if if you're going to be – because you notice what's the common denominator in a lot of those names I read there, Herb? Really good, hard-hitting guys. Yes. Top of the league guys too. Good players year in and year out. It's often the, the same guys on the list at the very top every single year. So you go back to, well, what 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 makes a guy hit into a double play? Often it's hitting the ball hard, and our guy Sean Anderson, who is filled in on this show, and I suspect he'll be doing more of that, um, along with Mike Rankin, uh, White Sox hard hit outs of 95-plus miles per hour. Jose Abreu, appropriately, with 79 outs above 95 miles per hour. So he's hitting the ball hard a lot. The closest guy behind him is Andrew Vaughn with only 59, Moncada with 55, Anderson also with 55. And then you've got to go down to Leary Garcia, 38, and then Yasmani with 33, and he hasn't played in forever, Jerry, in ever. So, you know, goes to show you there, you, when you hit the ball hard a lot, you're going to hit in a lot of double plays, and it's not always a bad thing. And, yes, they are frustrating when they happen. Uh, as was the case last night, that was just a really hard hit ball, and that's just a hang with them, as Hawk used to say right there. So I'm not going to be mad at that double play. It was frustrating because it, it was a lot of bad luck, um, and it just came in a poor spot in the ball game. But I, I can't be mad at Jose Abreu's propensity to ground into double plays, especially coming off his MVP season and uh, what he's done uh, up to this point. It seems like he's starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah, I, I brought it up the other day. I would much rather have hit her wrap into a triple play like Vaughn did in New York than to bunt. The process was to get a hit and to hit the ball hard, which he did. Sometimes you're going to hit the ball hard right to a player. They're paid to do that, and that's that's in the name of the game sometimes. I don't mind Jose Abreu hitting the double plays. He's not like he's trying to do it. He's just trying to hit the ball hard. As you said, the top of the player, top of those lists right now, especially Jeffsy Winker, uh, Juan Soto, Machado, best, Juan best, Soto best, best player himself. in baseball. Yeah, exactly. These guys are not trying to hit into double plays, but 
sometimes you just going to have that's just going to happen. If you hit it softly, you're probably more likely not to hit into a double play, which I'm not going to like. <laughs> I'm fine with the process. I'm fine with the action that he hit the ball hard. And sometimes balls are just not going to fall where you need them to. Yes, baseball, man. So 162 games. A lot of times you're going to have more bad luck than good and just hope it evens out at the end of the day. And this is, by the way, by far, Jose Abreu's best month in his career is August. So he's showing you that he is heating up. He's starting to drive the ball deep and over the fence, as you saw today. Yeah, you leave a hanging slider, he's going to hurt you, especially in his month of August. Um, you, the White Sox only managed six hits last night against uh, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Griffin Jacks and uh, the bullpen there did a nice job. A uh, pretty quiet night against a, a red-hot offense in the White Sox. One note that I did enjoy from the broadcast last night was highlighting, doing the side-by-side of Luis Robert in April versus Luis Robert now. Now, it's mm-hmm. you know there's we haven't seen results yet because he's only been back for two games, but they had the side-by-side of, of what Frank Benichino did. We talked about it on the show yesterday in terms of his changing his approach a bit, and you could see... On the broadcast, they showed currently he's got a more open stance and his hands are further away from his body, so the open stance will allow him to see pitches better uh, and the hands further away will allow him to not get uh, tied up as much inside when they try to pound him inside, which they will continue to do. So, And also you would assume it would give him a little more freedom uh, when they try to go away uh, on the other side. So I like that note. There was a good job by the crew doing the side-by-side there. And another note I have here, Herb, and it will, we can empty out your notepad here, but again, I'm broken record time here. But one of my other favorite things to watch in baseball, I don't know if it's just a, a nostalgia thing, when I see a guy out there sporting the number 12, playing a slick second base as Cesar mm. Hernandez is. It reminds me a lot of Roberto Alomar. We both mm-hmm. grew up watching Roberto Alomar, one of the best to ever do it. Multiple times. Uh, yeah, we, we saw it in a Sox uniform too. But I mean that's, I mean mostly, uh, you know, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Roberto Alomar, you know, mm-hmm. in his prime. But it just, it, it's refreshing to see uh, and to be most comforted that when that ball is going up there on the second base side and uh, and, and into the hole there Cesar Hernandez is going to make a play on it and again the 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 poor defense that we had heard about has not been a thing as of yet and uh, this is just great man I love watching him out there and it's 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 very it's got to be great for the pitching staff to know that that ball is going to get you know it's going to get sucked up out there and he's going to make a strong throw on it compared to what we are used to seeing uh, over the past you know 100 plus games or so. Yeah, it's a really tough play he made. I think it was early in the game where I th- who was somebody made a play in the field right before that that uh, was very impressive. And then they highlight Cesar Hernandez's play and they is really it, didn't. Is it Vaughn? Va- Vaughn making like talking? Yes. They show the video of Andrew Vaughn making all the nice plays out there, so they didn't really yeah. double back around to what Cesar Hernandez was doing right there in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy is making this play that is really, really tough. Not look routine, but he's making it look easier than it should be. I'm very impressed what the guy has brought to the table so far, both with the bat and with the glove. I was on. I remember I said it's a fine move when he did get acquired. It's a little better than fine. You know, yeah. I'm not afraid to admit this guy in his limited time he's been with the White Sox. I'm impressed. I don't know how how. And I think we spoke about it a little bit yesterday. Maybe coming back to this team, coming to a team that is in the race, in the hunt, has ignited him and his focus has gone up that much. 
because when I was playing, you know, when the White Sox are playing the Cleveland Indians, I never really checked in on Cesar Hernandez. Like, oh, that guy's going to hurt us. Well, he's doing a lot of the stuff that what I noticed when the Sox would play Cleveland last year and this year, where it's like any any ball that was close to his side of the field, you're just like, uh, get through. You're just hoping that he'll make a bad play on it or, or not quite get to it. But the range is pretty good. Hasn't been tested a lot yet, but you know it's one of those things where you watch him, and you're just like, ah, oh, it's frustrating when you're on the other t- other side because you you're just wondering, oh, just scoot scoot by him, get under the glove, you know what I mean? And you know, don't don't you know pounce on that one. Like he he makes all the plays out there, and it's frustrating. Like when you when you're a team that's not hitting, and you got a second baseman out there making all the plays because oftentimes you know the guys at second base aren't don't make the spectacular plays as the guys at short do. But he, it is certainly uh, refreshing to see him out there, and uh, I, for one, uh, I am enjoying it immensely, even in the loss. There's some good things to take out of this. So, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, preview tomorrow's show? I do not. All right, let's take a quick time out. We'll talk about tomorrow's program next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. little health and fitness update here. I am down 24 pounds. I'm so close to hitting that 25-pound mark, and it's all thanks to to Built Bar. Well, not all of it, but without Built Bars, how would I ever be able to have delicious, healthy snacks that prevent me from falling off and having stuff like cookies and cake, stuff that's bad for you, loaded with sugar, but with Built Bar, I have a healthy option here. I even take them on vacation. They're so great, and they've got a new flavor out now, Rocky Road. It's got marshmallow and almond. They're on BuiltBar.com now, but you got to act fast. Sign up for the email and text alerts like I did so you don't miss these new flavors when they drop. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, they've got some great flavors up there. Along with Rocky Road, you've got orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and even cherry barcia. All great flavors. I was able to snatch up German chocolate with my last order. I still got a few of those left. I'm kind of hoarding them, but they're one of my favorites as well. And Built Bars, as you know, always packed with protein, 17 grams of protein in most, and only 130 to 180 calories depending on the bar you get. But best of all, only four and a half grams of sugar. How amazing is that? It's all the great taste, but without the guilt. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get yourself a free gift. And right now, when you go to Built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by BetOnline. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. You guys know me. I've talked about this many times before. I love going to bet online and checking out some of the futures bets they have, but not just for sports. The Emmys are coming up in September, just about a month away here, and you can place a bet on who's going to win best comedy series. Right now, Ted Lasso is your favorite in minus 1500. Other shows on here. Man, I really haven't seen a lot of these shows. I've heard a lot of great things about Hacks. I'm going to be checking that out. But you can place a bet on whatever your favorite show is, Cobra Kai. If you got some dark horse picks here like Emily in Paris at plus 3,300, you can place your bet at Bet Online. What about Best Drama Series? The Crown, odds-on favorite at minus 1,200. How about The Handmaid's Tale, Bridgerton, Mandalorian, Lovecraft Country, This Is Us. These are all things you could bet on for the 2021 
Emmys. And yes, if you're asking, you can still bet on who's going to be the first celebrity abducted by aliens. <laughs> right now, Elon Musk is actually the odds-on favorite at plus 1,400. Donald Trump coming in at plus 1,600. And Joe Rogan also at plus 1,600. So you can place your bet there for who will be first to be abducted by aliens at Bet Online. Great stuff going on there. So before the first pitch or whatever it is you're going to bet on, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code, Locked On at Bet Online. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, getaway day in Minnesota, and we've got the big bastard on the bump for the White Sox, Lance Lynn. He's 10-3 and with a 204 earn run average against Bailey Ober. Bailey, uh, he was pretty good against the Sox mm-hmm. last time they were in Minnesota. He's 1-1 one one with a 4.99 earn run average. So Battle of Righties, this is a uh, noon start, uh, I believe, uh, for the White Sox. So very early. So we will be breaking this one down very late, which leads me to uh, make a decision here. We've gotten a, a bunch of emails come in the past 24 hours or so. A lot of people traveling to Chicago from out of state, a lot of Sox fans, a lot of new listeners to the show. So we're going to get a chance to talk to the people tomorrow ahead of the Field of Dreams game. And I think we are going to answer the question for the Locked on Sox listeners, is Field of Dreams good? (laughs) I know you have your thoughts. I certainly have mine. I think I'm going to purchase the movie this evening. I don't own it on any of the digital platforms, but I think I will rectify that now. Um, I have seen it once, maybe twice in my life, did not hate it, but I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to talk about it too much, but I think we'll talk about if that movie's actually good. And if you have thoughts about the field of dreams movie, uh, hit us up locked on socks at gmail.com or hit us up with the voicemail three, one, two, five, six, six, eight, seven, two, seven. That's three, one, two, five, six, six, eight, seven, two, seven. Uh, thank you to, uh, uh, Uncle Pete, uh, we cannot read that email on this program today. But we appreciate. I don't know if you saw the one that he sent. I did. Yeah. I did. So that's certain things we are better off staying away from. So that's all I got today, Herb. Does that sound good to you? Tomorrow we uh, we we get to bed early and uh, and do the mailbag for the folks, so we don't have to sit here and break down a game that would be hours old at that point. What do you think? That sounds great to me. I was thinking about that same thing. Maybe not the Field of Dreams uh, uh, topic because, yeah, <laughs> people are hyped about this game, hyped about this movie. And, you know, there are some things that, you know, I don't necessarily I, 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 jibe with. I, 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 but it is, I'm going to say, there's a surprise that I'm going to bring up that I haven't brought up on Twitter. Ooh, Go and check out our episode tomorrow. Wait a minute. Gonna a, have a, a Herb Lawrence what? thought that hasn't been mentioned on Twitter? Are you, are I you keep f- a couple. I have a lot of them. Danny, you know me. I have thoughts on everything. Yeah, so that, that is true. This this one's going to be left off until we get to the tomorrow episode, 
when we're talking about the Field of Dreams and answering your emails at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com or 312-566-8727 voice messages. Yeah, we've got a lot of great questions here. A lot of people coming in. They want to know food, stuff to do in Chicago. They, we have some people you know, trying to, to, to slander my guy Jason Benetti out here in these streets. I'm not a fan of that. And we just answer one of the questions in the show tonight from our guy uh, from Dallas there. So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to several more of them, including some voicemail questions as well so if you don't feel like typing out an email you can just call the voicemail line and ask your question via voicemail and uh, you know if you will edit you know so if you mess up don't be intimidated by calling a voicemail like it may have been years since you've left a voicemail uh the other day for my father's birthday i had my daughter give him a call he was up at a golf outing in wisconsin so he didn't answer so i had her leave a voicemail and the kid's seven years old and it was the first voicemail she ever left for anyone and i was like ah, i had to coach her up to how to do it and i'm like ah she probably won't have to do this many more times Ever. in her life yeah Again. so don't be intimidated by the voicemail if you mess up we can edit uh you know it's not a big deal don't be scared uh I'll chop it up if need be, but yeah, I like hearing your voices on the show. It gives us the the, the vibe of a talk radio show here, so I, I enjoy that. So that's all I got today. Uh, you know, hopefully the Sox can pull through and uh, and get the uh, the series victory today with uh, with Lance Lynn on the bump, and we can all do the show. Uh, to, tomorrow with our Red Solo Cups and uh, go over your emails as we uh, preview the Field of Dreams game, which will be um, our. It's a weird week because the off day Friday, you know, mm-hmm. that's I am not a fan of that. You know, they they do it for rain in case it rains there, and I guess uh, Dyersville, Iowa. Uh, even though Chuck Garfine uh, during the the, the mid game uh, post game preview called it Dyersville, Indiana, and uh, he was uh, <laughs> I thought that was very funny because I automatically think when I hear Dyer, I'm, I'm immediately going to my region rats out there in Northwest Indiana. So he did the same thing, but he corrected himself. So they they got some storms uh, last night as well. So they they leave that day off in there in between in case they have to to postpone it. So. Um, that'd be great if uh, actually it did get rained out and then maybe we can go Friday for a considerably cheaper ticket with all the people that only booked their trip there for one night. It's like, I gotta get back to work. I gotta go back and do this. So maybe we can swoop in. The tickets are coming down a little bit there for that game. So maybe we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. I, it's been, it's been calling me, man. It's been like, Hey, Hey, what about <laughs> that? It's not too late. You can always go to that game. So I'm, I mean, I got a little FOMO going, but we'll talk about tomorrow, but that, that's all I got today. Herb. And, you know, Tanny and I had some exciting things that we'll get to in the next couple months. There's some uh, exciting things coming on the horizon for Locked On Socks. So be tuned in to this station right here on Locked On Socks. Oh, that wait. Is so what? it's episode 295 today. What should we do for our 300th episode? It's, it's creeping up here. Should Whoa. we should we have some beers? <laughs> should we have beers with, with a friend next week? I think we're going to do that as well. We're going to be. Yeah, on, we're, we're definitely going to do that. Yeah, we're going to be on remote. We'll have more details about that in tomorrow's show as well. And maybe so. we should uh, battle people on the uh, with on Thermopylae. Nothing. Leonidas. Anybody? No one. Phalanx. <laughs> All right. That's Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. Me Eckernwall twenty three, and we're at Locked On Socks. That's Chris. Me Herb. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Socks.